ladies and gentlemen, this is the Right Guys Podcast, where we ask the question today, is it still your country? And now your hosts, Max McGuire and Josh Hammerling. Unmute yourself, Max. Hello, and welcome to the Right Guys Podcast. I am your host, Josh Hamling, along with Sorry, Max I was McGuire. just trying oh, to Oh, there fix, it is! <laughs> trying to fix Rumble. We, we had a we had an error yeah. with Rumble, um, so we go should figure. be good to go now. I tried to get a little bit cute and um, and set up Rumble in advance, and I think I broke it in doing so. Well, that's um, their fault. They should be nicer when they play. <clears throat> that's all I'm going to say. Yes. Um, so we are. We should be live on Rumble shortly. Um, Stand up there. I hope it works. I don't know if I can edit it. Wow, well. I think I can. Yeah, we could. We'll um, get it in post. We'll, we'll get well, it. Either way, we'll we get always it get it in post. We'll always get yeah. it in post. That's not a problem. So, Max, when was the last time you woke up and you thought to yourself, "This is my country and my our our country, right? It belongs to every American citizen. Every vote, every tax dollar you pay is going towards you, America, and the people you love." I mean, when, when was the last time you woke up and you knew that was the case? Oh, wait, go ahead. A long time ago. What? A long time ago. Um, like when? 90s? I don't think I was politi- as politically aware back then. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's, getting, it's getting bad here in Texas. It really is. And, I mean, like okay. this last weekend, September 15th through the 18th, there yeah. were 35 some odd thousand illegal aliens apprehended at the southern border, most of them in in Texas. Um, that comes out to almost 9,000 people apprehended a day. It, New York City complains if a single Greyhound bus full of illegal aliens shows up at Port yeah. Authority Station. Meanwhile, we're expected to absorb 9,000 a day. And we're hearing rumors that the Biden administration wants to keep all of these illegal aliens in Texas, not let them leave, which... That's an interesting constitutional question. Right. Does he um, have that authority? I, I, anyway, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. So it's it, it's getting exhausting. It's exhausting our resources. And it's, it's been a, exhausting Texas's resources for decades. I mean, you have really old uh, court cases like the Flores settlement, which was from a long time ago in California, um, saying that you just have the government just has to accept it. It's... Court cases saying that public schools have to provide free public education for illegal alien kids in the United States. There are school districts in Texas where, I mean, these these illegal aliens aren't even Mexicans. They're not even all Central Americans. They're coming from all over the world. And there was a case last year, year before, in um, in in San Antonio, where they had a bunch of Sub-Saharan Africans just crossed. And they don't speak Spanish. They don't speak English. They speak. They spoke like a dialect of French. So they got put oh. into homeless shelters in San Antonio. And there's a, a rush to find people who speak French. Um, now, that's not, that's not super hard, a super hard language to find. But there are schools in this country where there are so many illegal aliens who speak so many different languages. It's not physically possible for a teacher to teach the class. It's not even like the teacher needs to be bilingual. There are a dozen languages represented in this class, and the court system says, oh, no, they have the right to that education. They have a right to waltz right in. It's getting, it's getting to be too much, and it's always, it's always been too much. We're, we're generous people. The United States Ameri- mm-hmm. Americans are generous people, but I talked to you about this, Josh. Life, I'm a firm believer in lifeboat ethics. The idea that if you're, God forbid, you're on a Titanic kind of boat, the boat goes down, you find yourself in the lifeboat. There's eight people in that lifeboat. The lifeboat holds 10 people and there's 50 people in the water. Well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Lots of people say, get them all in the boat. Well, then the boat capsizes and then everyone's right. in the water. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the, re- the realistic solution is you take two extra people, hit that capacity. But who makes the decision, right? Yeah. Who decides? What? Yeah. And who, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And to put this perspective for people, every month in, in Texas, in just some of the small areas, you're talking about a, a sports stadium number of people coming in. Have you ever been to like a sports stadium game or a concert yeah. where they've got 30, 50,000 people? Yeah. It's a nightmare just moving big, in and out. Big NFL stadiums, 
80, 90, 100,000 people not unheard Absolutely. of. Absolutely. So that's that's cross. That's the number of people crossing every day. If you like, there was an infographic. It would be ridiculous how big the the dots of people. If you put them all together, would, it would be there's there's millions of people that have come in since who knows when. I mean, we talk about maybe the late '90s when it was starting to to really happen. Millions and millions of people just replacing Americans. Yeah, that, that's what I'm seeing here. We're just it's just, just like since, a replacer. Just since Joe Biden entered office, yeah. he has caught and released. Not even ca- including the illegal aliens who evade capture and get away. Mm-hmm. He has caught and released more illegal aliens than the populations of 15 different states. Not combined, right? But if you take the number of illegal aliens he's caught and released and put them up against the populations of each of these 15 states, there are more of those illegal aliens than people in those states. Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. if you took every illegal alien... And they and made them their own state. They would be the thirty-fifth most populous state in the country. Now, what happens? Do they have? What if they were voting? Like, what if that turned into a voting block? Say for like the Democrats. I mean, oh, how yeah. would you compete with those kind of numbers, right? Because once your voting block outnumbered the actual number of citizens, you. You'd be in power forever, right? I mean, well, until something else happened. It's hard. It's it's they. That's what they want, right? We know that that's what they want. It's hard for them to do it because, as much as they want to give amnesty, and we'll get to that in a little bit, what Biden just did. Um, there still is a lengthy process that that these people would have to go through. It would need Congress, and it would take years before they become um, legal permanent residents, or years before they become citizens. If they have a child in the United States, mm-hmm. that child is instantly a citizen. Um, which is, I believe it is a warped and twisted interpretation of the constitution, constitutional amendments that were written to make sure that slaves who were born before they were considered to be citizens would automatically be citizens because they were born in the Mm -hmm. U S was never intended to give, um, a child automatic American citizenship. If someone enters the United States illegally and has a kid here, we're the only country in the world where you can vacation in that country and have birth and your kid be that country's citizen. Only one. <laughs> well, I'm not aware of any other. I mean, if I was to go to Mexico, try the same thing, oh, it wouldn't can't. happen. If you I can't. crossed the border into Mexico and they found out I was there, I'd be arrested and deported. And yeah. it's quick. It's They don't waste any time with it, right? They don't. But we're the only country in the world where you can just walk over the border pop a couple of kids out and boom, you're, you've got an anchor baby. Remember the old anchor baby thing? Oh, it's not cool. just that they now there's now a concept known as chain migration. The way that Congress has written these laws instead yeah. of prioritizing the immigrants who can help our nation, who can bring certain skills or jobs or capital to start businesses here. The immigration laws are written to reunite families. So the anchor baby, the anchor baby, as it's known, keeps the illegal alien parents in the country. But the minute that that anchor baby is born as a U.S. citizen, the extended family in the home country now have an avenue to enter the United States through what's called chain migration. You mean like grandma, grandpa, Grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, sisters, brothers, um, half-siblings. Yeah. Try that in China. (laughs) Well, what we see... What we see, and it's not done illegally, it's done legally, but it's it's all sham. If you've ever been to like, if you've ever lived in like, I've lived in New Jersey. New Jersey has a, a huge Indian population. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's great. I, I met a lot of wonderful Indian people. I also, when I was in graduate school, had the opportunity to, um, strange experience. I had the opportunity to serve as a bartender at a family reunion for an Indian village. Now you think about that. What does that look like? They rented an entire expo hall. Really? For this one remote area of India. And I, being a little savvy guy, I found out their dialect and I wrote a little tip card in their dialect saying thank you for the tips. And they were appreciative. But they all came from this one village area. And the village isn't that big. Really? So what you what ends up happening is one person, come, a couple people come here become legalized permanent residents and then they take advantage of chain migration and everyone else can then jump the line because certain spots are reserved for family reunification. So it only really takes one or two family members to get legal status for that to then pull in the rest of the chain in. 
Yeah, it, it's crazy. But it's I don't true. Say this stuff, man. Like every time we we talk, I and mean, we do talk about this stuff offline and with other people, and we're just blown away by it half the time. I mean, every time we look at this, there's something new where we're just saying this is this is crazy. Why is this still going on? I mean, once these things start, they never go away, right? I mean, when's the last time we 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 told somebody you can't be here, right? Yeah. Well, it should oh, have been it should have been last week because you had a federal judge hmm. who, for the second time in like four years, right. declared. That DACA, remember DACA? I remember the DACA. Amnesty that you Obama bet. just invented out of thin air for the second time since 2001. Uh, since actually, sorry, second time since 2021. Yeah. He's ruled this unconstitutional. But okay. he also says that everyone who's here illegally under this can stay. They just can't add any more. So it's unconstitutional, well, but they can stay. And this is the second time he's done this. He ruled it unconstitutional, is that, but they can stay. And then, then Biden tried to rubber stamp it and make it official and change it a little bit to escape the ruling. So now he's saying, no, it's still unconstitutional, but everyone can stay. You just can't add anyone. I, I feel like, and, and now it's going to race the Supreme Court, and then we have to hope that the, peop- the justice of the Supreme Court read the law and don't get their heartstrings pulled. Yeah, It's just, it's exhausting because as according to the letter of the law, you cannot have the president of the United States just declare that, oh, you're you're legal now, even though the law says you're here illegally. Not yeah. only are we not going to prosecute you, but we're also going to give you a social security number. That's what DACA is. And not just that, it also, the, the federal government has scolded businesses that they could be prosecuted for discrimination if they hold it against an illegal alien employee who got a job originally with them using a stolen social security number. So if in this whole process of the illegal alien giving them their new social security number, if the business owner uncovers the fact that they've been a party to social security fraud, fraud yeah, they cannot take it out on the employee who defrauded whoever's social security number that is. They have to imagine that they didn't just break the law. That's if, how twisted this all is. What person would go to work and be able to lie on official documents and then not expect to be fired for any other all person time. would, it happens all the time. Like if they do their due diligence on you later, the normal, the everyday person gets screwed, but this, they just, you, you have yep. to accept it. I yep. mean, it's just crazy. And, and, is it the Senate or the, I thought it was the Senate that has power over immigration or is it the House Republicans? Oh, I thought it was, both. The, it was both. So they're, oh, yeah. they're the ones in there. So where does the president get off thinking that they can just keep throwing these things out there like we got to follow it? Well, Congress has written these laws very poorly. And I, I, I'm writing the next book on immigration and it is making me furious because you can read how each generation it just gets worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. and worse. They're written in a way like the, the, the craziness is when the government threatened those business owners with dis- with discrimination, prosecutions and lawsuits. They were citing the same law that made it a crime for an illegal alien to gain unlawful employment. So they've packed so much into these laws like illegal yeah. aliens can't work in the country and business owners can't discriminate against workers on the basis of their national sure. heritage. Yeah. So what they're saying is we're going to ignore half of the law, but we're going to prosecute you with the other half. If you dare take issue with them violating the first half, if the whole thing's a joke, the whole thing's a joke. Well, it's, it's like it was written not to protect us. It's meant to protect someone else. Yeah. A non-American citizen, right? I mean, that's what it's coming down to. So, and those business owners are most likely afraid to do anything about it. And they're therefore fearing the government and they're fearing the government. Then, it's a tyrannical government. And is that, is that too much mental gymnastics for, no, for that statement? It, it, I mean, that's not, what I'm it's thinking. It's not too much. Okay. It's not too much. And what's, it's just, it's exhausting because it, you see it, you, you look back in history and you're like, oh, of course we reached this point. Like, of course we've gotten here. Look at what's happened. And we've let it go every single step of the way. Of course we've gotten to this point. The laws that Congress have written give the president way too much latitude. Now, it gave President Trump latitude to say, oh, I think it's an emergency. I'm shutting down all entry into the country for one (laughs) group of aliens. That's a lot of latitude. Mm -hmm. What it's also done is it gives Biden the ability to declare an emergency and says everyone who's fleeing an emergency in their country, we're going to give them something called temporary protected status, TPS, and we're going to give you temporary amnesty. 
temporary. Wait. By law, it's supposed to be six to 18 months. It's almost always permanent. It's almost always permanent. You got any, well, sorry, I, I'm a little flabbergasted by the statement because I'm thinking, well, we know that stuff never goes away, right? I mean, it, you some me of some them do. It's like, like they, when they declare temporary protective status with Kuwait for the Iraq war, that yeah. had to end because we defeated Saddam Hussein. And frankly, Kuwaitis don't want to live in the United States. They'd much rather live in live their little in Kuwait. utopia, sure. getting their oil money, right? But for the vast majority, these temporary protected status uh programs never really end and they just get renewed 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 yeah. so just as an example we have a complete crisis at the border in eagle pass texas right now yeah. it is it is crazy this is the same bridge where two years ago there was a shanty town of hondurans and biden swept in and said okay we're going to give you all protected status because honduras isn't a nice place to live oh yeah thank you okay. biden walks yeah. right in well now guess who's under the bridge the Venezuelans. Venezuelans. Yeah. And I know Venezuela is not a good place to live. I, I know that they're yeah. ruled by by dictators and oligarchs who only care about themselves and not the people. But we have this crisis where we have thousands of these people crossing every hour now into Eagle Pass to get under the bridge. Because what did Biden do? How did Biden respond to this? He gave them all temporary protected status because Venezuela is a bad place to live. That's the standard now. If it's a bad place to live, well, guess what? According to U.S. standards, most countries in the world, you can make an argument, yeah. are worse than the United States. You can make the argument that some states are in the United yeah. States. You know what yeah. I mean? So all one has to do is make the claim that the place I come from is not a good place to live. Well, it's supposed. Yes, but it's supposed to be you're fleeing natural disasters, you're fleeing war. Or you're fleeing like yeah. disease. You're supposed to be fleeing something very tangible, very tangible. What we've seen the Democrats try and do over the years is make that more intangible. Like instead of being a refugee because you're an asylum seeker because you're persecuted for your religious beliefs, they want you to be able to enter the country just because there's a violent gang in your city. Well, guess what? There's a violent. There are violent gangs in every city on Earth. Yeah. Right. They want to make it so you can enter just because you've been abused by your spouse. My heart goes out to anyone who's abused by her spouse, but the World Health Organization, which bad organization, but they're on the money with this. If that was the case, like half of all women on earth would have an asylum claim to live sure. in the United States. And it's unprovable. You show up at the border and you say, oh, uh, eight countries away, my husband hit me once. How do you prove that? Yeah, you can't. There's no you way. Can't. And then I, I look at these people standing under the bridge and I'm like, who are they? Like, what what parts of, of life do they come from? Are they are they true people trying to find a better living? Are there criminals in there? Are there, you know, what's in that group? We don't know. Are they all from Venezuela? Has anybody, like, looked at every single face and said, hey, you come from here and you are from here? Were they questioned? I mean, do, do they just kind of, like, open up the gates and say, come on in? Because you can't, the, you, you, you don't know what the they are. Here's the crazy part. I, I've, I've spoken with some people at the border. Here's yeah. the crazy part. When these illegal aliens cross the border, many of them deliberately ditch their passports and their ID cards on the Mexican side because it benefits them to be undocumented. It benefits them to not show up on a background check. It benefits them not to show up as having crossed Ill illegally before, right? So many of these people deliberately ditch their IDs. There's piles of them. There's piles of IDs on the Mexican side of the border. They get here and like, oh, I'm undocumented. After these TPS orders come down, yeah. I've heard this anecdotally, I haven't gotten video yet. There are illegal aliens rushing back to the border to get the ID cards that they dropped so they can prove that they qualify for the amnesty that's now been announced. That's so crazy. Think about that. I know, right? Just think about that. They come in to defraud the United States. And the minute that the United States says, well, if you're if you went came from this country, you're allowed in, they run back and get the ID that just a couple minutes ago they said, Oh, I don't have. Right. I don't have it. It just magically appears. Oh, I yeah. I found it. I found yeah. it. Here we go. And then here's my extended family. Yeah. Yeah. As you walk in. Yeah. So the, the other part of it that really drives me crazy is how often do you see somebody bringing in a kid, right? All Are, and it's like, is that their kid? Is this child trafficking? Is anybody looking into that? You, go, you know, as soon as they get on the other side, a lot of these kids end up with, you know, the car-driven, um, uh, cartel-driven, uh, you know, sex 
slave trade and it, it's horrible <laughs> and no if we're really serious about stopping the sex trade and slavery modern slavery in the u.s why are we letting people come in with unvetted kids and un, un unregistered people right it's there's no way to prove they belong to anybody so are they just showing up to sell the kid off get some money and move to another state i'm sure it's happening yeah and again anecdotal but i can't prove it there might be stuff going on out there but that's the people that are 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 taking advantage of that stuff too. And I, I'd say it's more than more than the fair share, right? Well just imagine all the crime that's coming yeah. in with that. Under Trump, under Trump, there was there was rapid DNA testing rolled out at certain border checkpoints, certain border mm -hmm. detention facilities. And it was a pilot program. And what they were doing was they were trying to identify the people showing up with kids that they claimed were their family but had no biological relation to. Now that's not always a sure way you could be a stepfather right you could have adopted someone but sure. if someone shows up at the border and says this is my son and they're not related well it's you don't just get to come right in and i'm trying to find i don't i didn't have it ready for today but um in some of these areas i believe that amongst the people that were questionable that they wanted to be tested i believe it was like 20 percent were coming up as not being related now, so biden has shut down this pilot program sure of course yeah, course, of course. But there are reports of th there is an actual slave trade taking place at the border right now. Mm. It's happening. Shocking. So parents in Central South America or anywhere else in the world will pay these coyotes, these human smugglers, to bring their kids to America. Because if they're kids, they're un unaccompanied minors and they're yeah. let in almost no questions asked. Well, these coyotes have realized that they can actually double dip. So not only are they collecting money from the parents to bring the kid in, but they're also finding single adults that don't have a family and saying, hey, give me money and I'll smuggle you both in as a family. So they're double dipping. But what happens is they get them across and not the kids don't always get to go where they want to go. The yeah. smugglers will bring them back across the border and charge another adult to waltz through with the kid again. And there are kids that get stuck in this never ending cycle of being used as as pawns to try and pretend to be a family kids that are being used dozens of times it's and then and then when when border patrol finally gets wind of it gets word of it the kid just gets left in the desert because at that point the coyotes right. already made their money right, right why right. would they care they don't care about the kid and the kid dies yeah in the so desert this is a real thing that's happening they're also just abducting kids from mexico just abducting kids abduct, abducting kids from refugee camps or a, a migrant camps yeah. And they're just using them to, to, to smuggle adults in as, quote unquote, family units. It's a mess. It's a complete mess. And we're all told that nothing's happening. That it's, oh, it's fine. It's, oh, it's, it's all good. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with this. But there is. There's, there's a ton wrong with it. And it's just they're turning a blind eye to it. It's got to be to the point now where it, not only do they know it's wrong, but they have to know it's wrong and still trying to feed it to us. I mean, yeah. why would they continue to perpetuate the lies? And what's the motivation? What's the end game on it? What what do they gain from this? And that's it. do we follow the money? I mean, are we supposed to follow? We can get into that. because um, there's there's a lot of, for lack of a better word, there's some people out there who might be in like private prisons who think the idea of bringing in a bunch of people who are bad is delicious. Delicious and fill, extremely profitable. It very profitable, right? Endless tax dollars essentially to go into these private. <laughs> These private prisons, right? Yeah. And anyway, well, I'm getting I'm no, 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 no. Great, great segue. <laughs> great segue. One of the things I've enjoyed the most about this, there, there's very few silver linings in this border crisis. If there is a silver lining, though, it's been how how Texas and Florida have been transporting illegal aliens to this quote unquote sanctuary cities, the cities, towns, and states that for years have been. I've been posturing saying, oh, give us, give us all of your illegal aliens. Give us your weak, your poor, or you're your, tired, your, your, your desperate, you're tired, yeah. you're going to be free. Give us all of them. We will welcome them all in. Well, all of a sudden, DeSantis or Abbott send a single Greyhound bus. Mm -hmm. Greyhound bus holds what? 60, 70 people? If, if it's yeah. Yeah, it's somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. A single Greyhound bus pulls into Port Authority in New York City, the bus terminal. Um, grant, uh, bus terminal. A single bus pulls in. Sixty illegal aliens walk out, and the New York mayor and governor are saying this is a state of emergency. 
Yeah, it's a disaster. It's a disaster zone. For 60 Meanwhile, people. Texas, we're taking eight, 9,000 people crossing a day. Not in a big city like New York, but in a little no. town like Eagle Pass. Mm-hmm. Eagle Pass, where their homeless shelters, no no room for Americans anymore. No. No room. No room at all. If Can I speak on that real quick? Because here in, yeah. in Denver, right? Uh, I have talked to some DPD, Denver Police Department people, and they are actively kicking out homeless veterans and American homeless to replace them with um, migrants, right? Yeah. And that that's what they're doing out there, right? They're, they're just taking, you know, we have our own poor problem to deal with, and now we're adding more poor to the yeah. problem. And there's these crazy tent cities going up because of it. Because if you can't find room in these hotels, they've got to live somewhere. So now they're getting yeah. all these wonderful tent cities put all over the place. And it's have you have you seen the stuff that comes along with tent cities? It's it's oh, it's terrible. frightening. It's frightening. I, I lived in Colorado. I there's different kinds of homeless, right? There's people in, yeah. in Colorado who have experienced tragic financial loss and lost their home. That's what the homeless shelter that's those are the people that homeless shelters are supposed to help the people in the community who have no other choice then you also have people who come to colorado because they want to smoke pot and they and they blow all their money on pot don't have any money for actual employment don't have any skills so they go and live in homeless shelters or uh, pitch tents under overpasses on the highway and panhandle then you also have homeless people from other states that those states don't want to handle them anymore. And they say, okay, no. where do you want to go? Where do you have family? And those states will, and then they'll say, oh, I want to go to Colorado because they have weed. Yeah. So then the states fly their homeless people to Colorado. And because it's, it's paradise, right? Yeah. And then you have the illegal aliens. And, and under all of this, the one group that gets ignored and, and uh, not helped are the people in the community who are homeless themselves and really need yeah. the help. Absolutely. And you can see it, and it's it's kind of strange to watch. All you got to do is the 16th Street Mall is not the 16th Street oh, no. Mall anymore. All the oh, all no. the stores are gone, Max. There's barely a few restaurants left. There's tents all up and down. There's they bought the city bought porta potties that had to be modified so there could be needle disposal areas for it. Which you know I, I'm kind of glad that they're putting all the needles away, but they're inviting a whole bunch of people there who use needles all the time for drugs to stay there. And then they're hanging yeah. out, and then. Have you seen the organization of some of these tent cities? I mean, they, they act like organized crime. There is a head person. There's a, yeah. you know, there, yeah. there's a, um, there's a treasurer. There's an enforcer. There's runners. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is all the classic mafioso style stuff that's getting in there. Yeah. And if they run into a problem, they just move down the street. They don't get arrested for what they do. None of their stuff is confiscated. Right. I mean, the moment they move in, they smoke all of their fentanyl. Now, like crack is dead. Did you know that? And, and, in Colorado, crack is no longer. It was replaced by fentanyl, cheaper wow. and better. That's wow. that's yeah. The, it, apparently, the the homeless can afford significant fentanyl pills because fences out here will take like a four thousand dollar bike. They take it to the mm-hmm. fence. They get the uh, fifty dollars. They get like a hundred, two hundred pills or whatever, and fifty bucks. And they create the cycle of you bring me stuff, we fence it, and you get all the drugs you want. Yeah. In fact, you'll find a bunch of people with a ton of pills on them that that OD. With catch, right? Yeah. Because there's just so much access to it. And you're talking yeah. about distribution of probably hundreds of thousands of fentanyl pills. Yeah. And for, for the homeless in Colorado here. who knows what the 16th Street Mall is, mm. it's it's an entire street that used to be great. You have shops, oh. um, cafes, restaurants, restaurants, but, but yeah. there'd be like there'd be like a piano. And it'd be out there and anyone could play it. So people would just be playing piano and then someone would show up with a trumpet and it'd just be a, yep. a, a impromptu like dance party. And it's a couple blocks away from the Capitol building in downtown Denver. Um, so you had that. And what it's become is it's become where the homeless just go. And I'm not talking about the homeless that you see and you're like, oh, man, this person really needs help. I'm talking about the homeless that if you see them and you're walking towards them, you walk the other way. Because this guy is attacking the people 20 paces in front of you and you don't want to get attacked, yeah. right? The guy's swinging a two by four at someone else, um, chasing little girls away. That's what it's become. And it's deliberate. The state has encouraged it. Absolutely. And I don't know how many of them are um, in the country illegally. From my experience, when I used to live them there, they look like they were just <laughs> came there for drugs. 
and that's what they're all about. But there's no doubt at all that illegal immigrants are taking up spots that Americans desperately need in these homeless shelters. And in Eagle Pass, Texas, this same city, um, I want to make sure it's the same city. Yeah, uh, the same city that we just showed all those people under that bridge. Look what just happened uh, this week. Illegal immigrant from Peru charged with murder in Texas entered the U.S. months ago. So he entered in May, and he's been here all this time. He just killed someone. And this is where I'm like, uh, the the left says, oh, well, illegal aliens are more law-abiding than the average American. No. 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 You've got no, there's no way to make that statement true in any way. You have no clue. No. Because by very virtue of them living in the United States illegally, they have committed crimes. crimes. So right off the back, no. In order to work here, they've stolen someone's social security number. And that's not a victimless crime, right? There are Americans who have been spending years, decades, trying to fix their credit, who go to buy a house for the first time, and they're denied because they have outstanding credit card debt, they have medical mm-hmm. debt in another state, and they already own a house in another state, and they own four cars. Mm-hmm. And they're like, What? Oh, it turns out someone stole their ID, stole their uh, social security number. Total identity theft. Someone Mm -hmm. who literally have stolen their life. And this happens. This is real. Medical identity theft. Medical identity theft is huge. If an illegal alien steals someone's social security number and masquerades as themselves, they go to the hospital. They get a blood test done. Well, what happens if their blood test, their blood type is not the same as the person they stole the social security number from? You know what could happen? The real, the real person who has, who really owns the social security number could get in an accident, get brought to a hospital. They scan the ID, scan the social security number. Look, oh, this guy was in a couple months ago for a, uh, for a, a procedure. Oh, oh, um, oh, positive, right? Or, or, or negative, whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Something, something like. O negative. O negative is universal donor, but O negative can only receive O negative. Negative, yeah. So <laughs> you start giving them the wrong blood type, they they could die. Yeah. And so it, this Absolutely. isn't a victimless crime. Let, let's say you steal someone's identity and you go to the hospital and you come up hot for a bunch of different drugs, but yeah. you happen to work for the FBI or the Department of Defense or a sensitive system here in Colorado, right? There's plenty of military with sensitive people, and suddenly in some sort of medical record, you come up hot for drugs and they start doing reviews. Yeah. Then, and the thing is, is the medical record is the one thing that follows you forever. Yeah. It follows you more than anything else you do. Even your credit, right? That medical record follows you. Do you really want somebody posing as you and showing up and being high on fentanyl? Or at least, and then you're the one that everyone's like, oh, oh, they were high on fentanyl, you know? Yeah. And then you go in and already they're, you know, there's judgment from every nurse, doctor, and person you're in there. Because yeah. what if they want to prescribe you something? Because now they think you're like seeking out drugs. Yeah. And it was I, just I, this crazy I, person I was, posing I was, as you. I was reading a study because um, I'm putting this in the book. Um, yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but there was an organization that basically interviewed people who had been victims of medical identity theft. Not just illegal aliens, all different types, mm-hmm. but victims of medical identity theft. And they asked them to explain their experience. And I want to say it was 30, 40, somewhere 50% said that they received substandard care, delayed care, wrong diagnoses because their doctor didn't have the right information in front of them. The kind of thing where they're coming in with appendicitis, but an illegal alien stole their identity and already got their appendix removed. Doctor says, oh, this guy got his appendix removed. He can't be, he can't have appendicitis. Well, then the appendix bursts. I mean, that, that's a crazy example, but it's like it's like that kind of it's, thing. It's possible. They look in the records and they say, oh, this guy, um, this guy has a heart condition. We can't give him this life-saving medication when it's really someone else. And that medication would be fine to give to the real person. It's, sure. it's situations like this. And no one talks about it. No one talks about it. And yet Biden administration not only is giving them Social Security numbers, but covering up the fact that illegal aliens have been using stolen Social Security numbers for years I mean, just think about it daca yeah. in order to qualify for daca you have to either have graduated you have to graduate from high school and you need a job right how can they have a job if it's illegal for them to work every single illegal alien who shows up with proof of employment 
should be arrested for unlawfully working in the United States. And then deported. And and their victim, their their the victim that they stole the identity from, should be made whole. But good luck. But no, cover it up. Can't, can't nobody cares. What credit agency is going to believe you for start? It will take you five years yeah. before the credit agency will even start to consider. You'll have to come with documentation. And then they'll want the documentation again because it'll get lost. Anybody that has dealt with trying to make your life whole again from a disaster like that, it yeah. is beyond a nightmare. I was reading a poor case of a, of a woman who had a court victory. The court concluded, yes, this illegal alien stole your identity, ruined your life. She still has to go to the U.S. Social Security office every year to prove that she is who she says she is. And she brings her high school yearbook just to just to push it a little bit further yeah. along. Right. She goes has to go every year because every year the government says, oh, you have a job in another state. So you owe us more taxes every year. She has to keep doing this. And it's 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 incredible. It's incredible because these stories aren't told. No one knows about these stories. No one sympathizes with these stories. And the government is actively covering it up. Actively covering it up. You mentioned money earlier. I did, yeah. So Texas, Florida, we're sending illegal aliens to these cities. It's been a little bit humorous watching how quickly these sanctuary cities have basically said, stick a fork in me, I'm done. I can't handle 100 more migrants. New York City, biggest city in the country. 100 migrants sets them over the edge, apparently. Well, these cities have started taking taxpayer dollars that are supposed to go towards their citizens and instead giving it to the migrants. So we have in Chicago. Chicago is a big one because just a couple days ago, Chicago announced that they were going to be spending $29 million Mm. to build a tent city base camp for migrants. Forget about the fact that entire neighborhoods are no-go zones where you have buildings crumbling. No police won't even go into these city, these areas of the city. Yeah. Um, people don't have a life. Like you can't live. They don't have basic utilities. Like these are, these are real problems. Instead of fixing the real problems in their city, they're now going to be building this tent city, which by the way, they're building a tent city in Chicago. Josh, what do you think well, happens when Lake effect snow dumps three feet of snow on this tent city, Josh? Right, or the wind, the famous wind <laughs> yeah, carries yeah. away the, the whole city. thing, right? The Windy City for a reason, it just yeah. it carries it away. But here's the other thing, right, is if you've already got these groups who, who are violent, and it's, it's not even the 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 immigrants um, that are there, and you've got these two groups, right, and they're suddenly fighting for all the resources in an area, yeah. right? Especially even crime resources, right? Because yeah. crime yeah. will meet crime. What do you think is going to happen to these two groups? Oh yeah. Anytime culturally you introduce one group to another group, they usually they almost always butt heads and it yeah. becomes violent. And it, it, it just promotes more violence and then more drugs and then then more theft because it keeps yeah. ramping itself up. They will try to take the territory over of the other group. And then you have these huge territory battles. And what do you think? Like like the gang the gangs in Chicago are bad. They're not good. Yeah. But what do you think happens when you introduce MS thirteen? whose motto is quite literally kill, rape, control. That's their motto. They get that tattooed on their bodies in Spanish, but they get that tattooed on them. That's their motto. What do you think happens when you take a bad city like Chicago, terrible gang crime, and you bring in rape, kill, control? Do you think life gets better? It's not just a recipe for disaster. You could have active fight war zones in an area. And you will never be able to get comfort. No police, no EMS, no hospital. Food is going to be a problem, especially when theft goes up. All of the the big retailers will leave. I mean, you will be creating a dystopian disaster. Food desert. Money desert. There'll be a water desert. There'll be a safety desert. I mean, Max, this is like, you couldn't plan something better. You know what I mean? Especially if you wanted to destabilize a population or a country. And this is like the perfect, recipe for it just keep introducing a competitive group to go after the same resources how long is it before the people that are supplying the resources say enough and when that happens now you've got another group we've already seen it like we laugh about how barack obama was a community organizer there are community organizers who do care about their communities 
who do yeah. want to bring new city parks into their neighborhood, who want to bring less crime, who want to bring a grocery store, who want to actually fix their, their communities. These community organizers are furious because, I mean, it, there's a racial component to it as well. That imagine how you'd feel being a, a black American um, struggling to try and rebuild your community. And all of a sudden, these people waltz in from another country and they get a $29 million tent city. And then you look at the actual reporting on it, which I showed this to you before we came on and your mouth almost hit the, your jaw almost hit the I, floor. I, mm. Josh, <laughs> you know, you know Chicago enough. If you had to guess, yeah. do you think that $29 million is going to be spent responsibly or do you think it is rife with corruption? Remember, Chicago politics, the Chicago yeah. political machine. Do you yeah. think that $29 million is going to go to the illegal aliens or do you think it's going somewhere else? Well, I got to figure that the people that work in the system are going to have to put in the hours to make the thing happen. Yeah. And if you've ever known cops who have you ever seen a cop work overtime there? I mean, I've seen some officers make tremendous amounts of yeah. money because they work their regular shift. Yeah. And then the overtime is like a whole other salary for yeah. the year. So I got to imagine that money. It's just it's going to be gone so fast. They're going to ask for another 25 million in 90 days. Well, I'm going to play this video days. there. The NBC local affiliate is finally getting the receipts for the money they've already spent. Really? And it is. Um, uh, it's just stunning. I'll play it right now. Okay. Leaders are expressing shock after an NBC5 Investigates report we aired yesterday. We are waiting for records that show where the millions being spent on migrants is going. Some records we did receive show employees working at migrant shelters have made more than $135 an hour. NBC5 Investigates' Bennett Haberly is here more with what you've discovered, Bennett. Yeah, Kate and Alex, imagine making almost $200 an hour. These invoices show it has happened at the privately run shelters housing migrants. Today, I talked to aldermen who say they've been asking for receipts as well and had no idea of the figures until our report last night. These invoices obtained by NBC5 Investigates show employees of a private Ooh. company, Favorite Staffing, which run the city's migrant shelters, have made Ooh. at least $135 an hour, in some cases more. In one invoice, a facility manager made $14,000 in a week in December. <laughs> Another invoice shows Josh, a nurse earned more Josh. than $20,000 in one week. Oh my God. Those figures do account for overtime. To see invoices like that are disgusting. Oh, They're outrageous, and they should be called we'll for about an, an immediate investigation. Do you have an accounting for all the dollars you're going? Uh, no, we haven't been. And I think that's uh, the big concern that came up today was right. that we're willing to accept federal dollars. We're willing to give dollars to these oh, issues, help. but we need to see where every penny is spent. So, Max, federal dollars is yeah, everybody's dollars. Oh, well, we need federal dollars. No. How about stop spending money on people that aren't in your community? Yeah. Stop lining the pockets of these private companies. I have to imagine that there's no bid or low bid contracts. I mean, Josh, they are throwing more money at it right as they're learning that the the these workers are making $150 an hour. Yeah. It's not going to address the problem. It's just paying the salaries of the people yeah. that look like they're putting the window dressing on everything. That's what they're yeah. paying for. $20,000 a week for a nurse? Yeah. Well, no, that's the oh. nurses. Nurses do good work. They do. Right. They do great work, but I'm just saying twenty thousand well, dollars. That good? That's one nurse. That's right. not like a nurse team. There's traveling nurses out there that would be shocked by that number. Like, I'd be on board in a minute. Part are there thinking, any, are there any nursing jobs other than like the the ultra ultra rich for like 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 the cancer centers and the things like that, the rehab centers? Do you think that there's a hospital or a clinic in the United States that treats Americans? Other than the super rich, where a nurse makes $20,000 a week? There'd be no way. They're, no. They're, 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 they've all got their base salaries. The only time that I've heard of really good figures for nurses is traveling nurses, but they're Travelers. usually in areas where you can't yeah. get a lot of people to show. Like, they're really dangerous places. <laughs> like, like, like Chicago. Like, Chicago. like, like Absolutely. Chicago. Yeah. Where you can make good money, like eight to $10,000 a week. 
which the reason you're going there is it's not like it's like hazard pay, right? Because yeah, yeah. going to a hospital in Chicago, everything comes there, right? Oh, yeah, and, and you, have pay, there. You, have, you have to pay rent. You don't want to yeah, live yeah. in the slums. So no. th- there's legitimate reasons for that. Sure. But, I mean, equate this with a homeless shelter yeah. serving Americans. Do you think there are any homeless shelters focusing on Americans in this country where workers who just work in them make $135, $150 an hour? doesn't exist because most of the real shelters that are out there doing the work are nonprofits and they don't keep money. They do it because they love people Yeah, and they get donations. Well, I mean, why haven't we been spending $26 million in just American homeless shelters? I mean, nobody would have ever have done it, but as soon as we add the migrant tag to it, now all politicians are okay with doing it and they're willing to blow big money. There's never, there's no accounting for our national debt. How are people in a small town going to account for 26 million? It's just going to get pissed away so fast yeah. on services. And it, there's going to be story, a line to do it. This story, um, this story came out right around when I left conservative daily. I don't know if we covered it. I, I seem to remember covering it, but it was in March of 2021. Mm-hmm. Biden approved $86 million in hotel Fees for twelve hundred families. <laughs> so let's just I, I gotta pull out the calculator. How much they spending? A couple mi- yeah. That's an average of seven thousand one hundred and sixty-six dollars per family for hotel rooms. Which sorry, is... sorry, migrant family members, not per family, that's per member. Member. That's per, per member. member? Yeah, per member. Migrant family members. Oh. Eighty-six so million. So think about all of the Americans who are struggling to get a vacation, struggling yeah. to take their family on a vacation. Yeah, a family of four in this situation could get twenty-eight grand in hotel bills paid. Just, to, and the thing is, is that those people that were struggling—it's their tax dollars that are now paying for that. So it's yeah. a double slap in the face, right? Have you seen the, the hotels that New York was putting these uh, migrants up in? Have you seen those hotels? Some of them were high-end ones, as I understood it. High-end. And they were high like, end. and people were still complaining about the food. Yeah, it's like, about the food. Imagine you're the bellhop yeah. in this hotel. And your job is to greet someone mm-hmm. when they arrive, take their bags, bring the bags up to the room, and then you, you get a tip. And that's your job. That's your whole job. Those tips disappear when the four-star, five-star hotel is full of migrants, of -hmm. illegal aliens. So that person doesn't make money anymore. Think about the laundromat around the street, around the corner, that has a contract with this four-star, five-star hotel to do same-day dry cleaning. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the illegal aliens are getting their suits pressed? No. No. The deli. The deli. That, that that relies on businessmen coming out to grab a quick sandwich on their way to work, that's gone. I mean, all up and down. The, the, the hotel staff that, yeah, they get paid, but they really like those tips when they turn over rooms. It isn't just... And then all the other people who want to stay in a hotel and not be surrounded by just illegal aliens who just showed up. And they're not the nicest stays, meaning that when you look yeah, at the, the yeah. people that have stayed, they come back through and they put holes in walls. They yeah. destroyed the beds. They've, they've defecated in corners. Defecating. Yeah. And, and there's drugs left over and needles left. And you find people dying of overdoses. You find people just dying of old age, right? I mean, you don't know what you're getting. And it's, 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 it's creating a really unhealthy environment. And plus, the diseases they usually bring with them, we don't know their HIV um, load count, right? We don't know what tuberculosis or form of TB they've also walked in. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Migrants staying at $500 a night Times Square Hotel in New York City on taxpayers' dime are trashing rooms, drinking all day, smoking marijuana, and having sex in the stairwell with workers calling them a disgrace. A disgrace. And I also saw one report of them in protest defecating on the sidewalks, but I haven't been able to find that one again. Um, Imagine you're the Hilton who has spent their whole legacy trying to create a, an incredible hotel experience, right? And yeah. then you get this. Yeah. And here's the thing, Max, is like all this 
calls for federal tax dollars to help these states who created this problem means that the other states who didn't want it now have to foot that bill, right? And that's where the big issue starts to come along with me is that why am I paying for New York's problems? Why am I going to pay for New Jersey's problems on that, right? Well, you were always paying. That's the thing. You were always paying for this. It just only rose to a level of the media caring when it affected New York. Mm. Like Texas has always been dealing with this. Yeah. We've always been having to deal with this flooding across the border. Um, it, it's, it, it went down a little bit during Trump, but it didn't matter because it was Texas and the media is run by Democrats. Nobody and cares about, right. And it's, it's too conservative a state. So let them suffer. Right. That's what I feel like really happens. Let them suffer. They're, 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 they're on their power grid. They, Screw them. They didn't care when people driving through Texas got accosted by illegal aliens who were put up in a roadside hotel or motel. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. They only care when it happens in a Times Square hotel. That's the only time that they care. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've always been paying for it. Yeah. I, I, I right. just showed you right. that they were paying $86 million for hotel rooms for 1,200 people. You were paying for that. It wasn't in New York. It was in Texas. Texas, yeah. So we've always been paying for it. And it, they don't, people only seem to care. It's, it's nimbyism. It's not in my yeah. backyard, right? It's really easy for people on the coast or up in the mountains where you guys live in Colorado. Say, so, oh, it's it's okay. It's not in my backyard. Not not you personally, but other people. Yeah. Well, um, we've got a, we've got a population here, so yeah. not as bad no, as no. you. All right, not the, as bad as the you. Mi- the minute it shows up in their backyard, everyone says, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah. Anybody who's lived up and down the I twenty five corridor in the states, you 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 see it, and it's everywhere. And then when the tent cities show up, you know. Who, whose city is it? You know, when yeah. they're getting all the resources, whose city is it? When they're eating up all the tax dollars, whose city is it? When they start controlling the outcome of voting, whose city is it? Is it your country anymore? Is it my country yeah. anymore? Is it our country at all? And That's been my biggest question. And realize, even if they don't vote, they still are counted in the census. Oh, so yeah, that's right. It's a uh, person's. Then you just I, list persons born, yeah. right? And then there would be an argument. I've been living here my whole life. I should have citizenship. I was born here. Yeah. Um, th- that's what they say. They're practically Americans. They're saying, oh, we're, they're practically Americans. Right. Well, no. They've been here under temporary protected status for 25 years because a hurricane hit their country in 1998. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. That's really? real. Yeah. No. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's real. Um, I'll have to share my screen. You've got, a, um, you've got something for this? Yeah, See, I, I didn't know you had. I, I have, I have too much. I this, this can't be an hour show. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, Nicaragua has had temporary protected status since 1999 because Hurricane Mitch hit in 1998. Same with Honduras. They've both been extended through 2025. 25 years, a quarter of a century, because a hurricane made landfall in their country. It's supposed to be six to 18 months. A hurricane. Well, they had kids, and you know what? Maybe some of their kids had kids. So oh, you can't deport. The grandma who came here because there was a storm in their home country 25 years ago, they're practically Americans. So practically Americans. What and happens when these go ahead? I was gonna say, what happens when <laughs> these expire? They, they have they expiration don't. dates. Well, there's there's they some. Have to, so though, like don't they? Like the Rwandan genocide, like when there's something that has a real end, like the Kosovo War, okay. Rwandan okay. genocide, when there's something with a very real end, or like the Ebola epidemic, when there's an end, there's an end. But they can always say, oh, well, they just haven't recovered from that hurricane, Josh. They're There's just, 25 st- years ago. There's new houses that are built and hotels. Someone's and new living water. in the houses. And where electricity. You- I know, but where. So these people fled the hurricane, right? We should have sent them back to rebuild their, their life. Instead, we kept them here. Now someone else is living in that house that they rebuilt. So the people living here have nowhere. They can't go back because someone lives there now. It's not like those houses have been empty for a quarter century. So it, it's just a sham. And they, there was an investigation in 2005 looking at gang members in the United States. And when, the, uh, when DHS identified 5,000 deportable alien gang members, they found that roughly 350 of them were here under TPS, most of them from El Salvador. And, and, and what's even worse, when Trump tried to end TPS and send these people back to El Salvador, you know what happened? 
The people what? in El Salvador complained. About because what? they said, if you send these people back to their home country, a quarter century after the hurricane or the earthquake in this case, it will increase crime here. Well, they're criminals. Why do we yes. have to? Why do we have to accept the criminals and the crime and not send them back to where they came from? And of course, crime's going to go up because they're criminals. This article, crimes. this article looked at ex-gang members in El Salvador, many of them MS-13 kind of guys, who have turned their life around. They know who left. They know the people that left when the earthquake happened. And they're saying, if you bring these people back to El Salvador, we will have worse crime. But the other side of it is, so then why do we get them? Right? Why does, a, why does an earthquake 20 three odd years ago mean that we just have to have these people in our country because josh they're basically americans now they're basically americans what a load of horse crap i want to say something a little more i guess you, you get what i'm saying but yeah no, but it is. why do why do we have to absorb the criminality why do we have to absorb that culture why do we have to deal with why do we why why do i have to accept it and here's the other kicker that really drives me nuts is you know people will say well you're a white guy you're just racist. That's why you don't want them here. Or if I even mention that we got to deport them, I get called out as racist. But yeah. it's nothing to do with race. It has it's everything to do with being a citizen of the United States. Yeah. And to keep my country, the country that, to keep it running as, that made it that gym that it is. Well, it's a dirt, I think it's a dark gym now. I think it's, it's, it's starting to, to just get clouded up and it's not, it's not the country I grew up in. This isn't the state I grew up. I mean, this, this isn't the America that we want, is it? I don't think I do. It's not what I want. No. I want I want people to follow the law. I want you to get in line, you know, because there's lots of people out there who want to immigrate to the U.S. following the channels that are being forced to the back of the line by a bunch of yeah. selfish people. So we got we got video in from friend of the show Madison, um, and we're going to try and have her on. I was on her show last night. Yeah, um, we're going to try and have her on in the coming days, weeks. Um, she does a lot of work at the border, and she sent me this video. Yeah. I want to show it just so you can see what's going on here. Holy crap. They are just walking right across That's the river. The river. And is that There's, Border Patrol? Yeah, yeah. Watching? Welcome to America. Welcome to America. We have to accept this? Have to accept it. So... Texas has put razor wire along the border and say, hey, uh, this is not a place you're allowed to just walk into the country. What we know is that the Biden administration is now going out there and, and deliberately cutting the razor wire. Whoa. How's, but what about the sovereignty of the state? Border Patrol's out there cutting the razor wire so that these migrants, these legal aliens can walk right in. Basically what it is is saying, the razor wire says, okay, you can't cross here. Keep walking, walk a couple miles, yeah. and you'll find a border patrol checkpoint over there, but you're not allowed to just cross into this guy's field. You're not allowed to cross into state land. And border patrol here is saying, oh no, come on, walk walk right onto state land, it's fine. It, it's it's horseshit, it's absolute horseshit. So then Abbott comes out and has the National Guard put more razor wire down. Border Patrol comes out and they cut it. Why? Because this isn't actually about Border Patrol. This isn't about controlling the border. And the biggest lie ever told was when Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, went before Congress and with a straight face said, we have operational control of the border. Bullshit. That's horseshit. It's horseshit. It just is. It just Ooh. is. You, you, you want to know how, how little control they have? And I don't want to monopolize it, but I want to show this. Do it. The border wall has these floodgates. And it was essential for building it because there is a monsoon season along the southern border where it rains a ton. And if they didn't have the floodgates opened when it rains, then the border wall could just get knocked over. So there's a real reason for these floodgates. You would think, though, that Border Patrol agents would look at the weather and would open the floodgates when the weather's bad, at the very least, right? But no, what they've done is they have welded the floodgates open. They've welded the floodgates open, wide open. What is you the cannot, point of that? You cannot close them. 
welded. Completely wide open. So then what you get from that is, let me remove this, what you get from that is quite literally, this is where the illegal aliens are walking through. They're walking right through! Josh, we're in the middle of a drought! I, I get it. Historic monsoon season. I get it. But, Josh, they say it has to be open from May to September, the end of September. That's Wide open. crap. That's bullshit. Wide open. Well, they're just opening the doors so they can walk in. They're, they don't give wide a crap open. about the weather. No. They're just, it's just a wide open door. I mean, and it's a revolving door. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Welded open. And you know what they're probably going to say? Um, September 30th, when that comes around, when they no longer have to keep it welded. Oh, well, government shutdown. We don't have the money to come out and, and grind off those welds. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what they're going to say. Or it's just we don't have the budget, too. That's we the don't have the things. budget. We don't have the budget. We don't have the budget. Sorry. Or we're going to spend $100,000 and, you know, a nurse somewhere. Or, you know what? It could rain tomorrow. Just keep it open. Oh, it could. Yeah, I, I mean, know. those clouds. I mean, it. Yeah. It, Historic drought. Could Historic be. drought this summer. And the floodgates have just been welded open. Like, I look at the sky and I beg for rain. Yeah. Beg for it. Yeah. It hasn't come. <laughs> but no. Nope. Floodgates. Aliens come on in. Oh, you're all from Venezuela. Congratulations. Today's Venezuelan Amnesty Day. You all get to stay forever. That's the reality at the border right now. Some of the most um, violent criminals in the world come from criminal organizations are in yeah. Venezuela and South America. Like in South America in general. Some of the blood, yeah. bloodiest, bloodthirsty groups yeah. that exist. And there's been evidence right in. that Trump has said. And others have said that the countries that these people are coming from have emptied their prisons. Mm -hmm. Emptied their prisons. Why should they take care of the criminals when they can just put them on the road to the United States and send them here? Who wouldn't want... Imagine all the money you save. Plus, yes. Oh, yeah. People would walk out with happy smiles and say goodbye. And, Criminal and, element. And, and how gone. stupid are we? We're paying these countries billions a year. How stupid are we? I was kind of hoping that we would end Friday on a happier note <laughs> and I wouldn't be going into Saturday <laughs> for my training. Just oh, sorry. Well, something to train for getting angry. <laughs> it's, this is ridiculous, man. I, 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 early in the week, that the one thing I just kept saying to you is whose country is it? You right? wanted it's, to do the border. Don't say I you did. I did news. You I, chose. I this know, topic. but we got, we have to, we got to put this out there, right? Because if yeah, we don't no, report it, no one else is because the mainstream media paints it in totally different. I hate calling them mainstream, whatever the, the propaganda media establishment media we'll call them that they're they're just they're just not reporting on it i mean some you only get the stuff from international news beats yeah you know we don't get to see the, the full story and, and all the resources aren't going to us they're taking our resources redistributing them to people who who don't want it or, or who want it but don't appreciate it and don't care about our country and our culture yeah no in another, in another life i i should have been an illegal alien tent city nurse because I'd be clearing yeah. eighty thousand dollars a month right now. I, I'm just trying to figure out what work they're doing too. Like I, just if handing they're, if, out. If they're pills? that sick, if they're that sick, maybe we shouldn't be bringing them in. That's all. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if. Mm -mm. Why don't I mean, you I, go to a, a Denver hospital and see what kinds of tuberculosis comes in? Like dangerous what, kinds of TB. Last bit before we end. A uh, family friend of mine. Live, uh, works in a major hospital network and what she has told um, people I know who've related to me is that um, not only are illegal aliens being put into schools without their vaccinations but the hospitals can't even get the vaccinations the vaccines because the government has ordered the vaccine manufacturers to manufacture COVID vaccines instead so we never had to worry about polio because we've all been vaccinated against polio yeah. and polio wasn't entering the country. So no need to make polio vaccines, make the COVID vaccine instead. Well, now we're bringing a bunch of people from areas of the world that have polio, that aren't vaccinated against polio, that don't have any antibodies yeah, to polio. Yeah. We're putting them into schools with kids who have immunodeficiencies and we can't even give them polio vaccines in many major cities because they don't have any because the manufacturers are building the COVID vaccine that none of us fucking want. The same vaccine that is being proven to be not efficable, meaning it's 
There's no yeah. value to it. It never really did. And there's all kinds of DNA. Like I read that there's some DNA packets that are left over in the manufacturing process that just gets introduced to the body. Like the whole other, that's a whole other, a whole show. other show. That's a show we can't do on YouTube. <laughs> we can't. I know, right? <laughs> Josh is going to get us banned. I, but it's real. Like that's yeah. real news, yeah. though. Yeah. I'm not making this up anymore. But they're putting they're putting these kids in schools without vaccinations. And if an American tries to go without oh, a vaccination, gosh. they're barred from walking through the door. It's great. It's Max. This is. I, I don't even know what to say. Happy Friday. That. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, uh, if you're one of our regular listeners, you know we love to usually end yeah. the week on a, on a good note, but. Well, this, this is our first hurt. Friday show, so we're going to have to get back into the swing of things. Well, yeah, I mean, the intention I'm on was... antibiotics, but maybe going forward, I'll bring a beer out like I used to. Yeah, um, well. <laughs> well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If, if you're feeling down, blame Josh. He picked the topic. Uh, if you like the show, though, <laughs> subscribe to the audio edition. All those links are in the description. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, and Podbean. Those links are in the description. Also, we go live on Rumble and YouTube, so make sure you subscribe there. Right now, we're looking at Wednesdays and Fridays, 4 p.m. Eastern, so please do tune in for that, or you can watch it after the fact. Today was a little weird. Um, still working out the kinks with Rumble, but it will be on for people to watch afterwards. Um, yeah, that's going to be it for this edition. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country, as we just watched, is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. Have a good weekend. See ya.